Fundraising everywhere. 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 Hey, welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. It's great to have you here. Over the next few episodes, we're taking a look at some of our favorite fundraising tech on-demand sessions in celebration of Fundraising Tech Conference coming up on the 22nd of November. If you'd like to join us at the conference, you can use the promo code FEPODCAST to get 50% off. Yeah, just pop in FEPODCAST at checkout to get 50% off Fundraising Tech Conference in November via our website. Now, on to today's episode. Enjoy! Um, they raised £200,000 in their first year, including £30,000 in one event alone. Um, and in this live Q&A, uh, so it is live, so do whack your questions for Ben and Sarah in the chat box. We're going to cover the steps that they had to come, the, the steps that they had to overcome barriers, because obviously implementing a new digital strategy, as you can imagine, there can be many. Uh, the lessons that they've learned along the way, the components of success and how the charity was able to build a connection with the local community. So I'm hoping Anna is going to bring on Ben and Sarah. Ah, I like magic. Hello. Hi, Hi, you two. How are you doing? Of success and how the charity was able to build. Someone has their live page open. Can someone shut that down? There we go. That's Ben. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hi, Sarah. Hi, Ben. Uh, If you do have the main page open, there is a slight delay. So just make sure that you uh, you mute that um, or pause that. Um, and then we can have a little look at the questions. Um, I've got 20 minutes with you and we have so much to cover because I want to find out how you folks nailed this. And I'm sure that other people in, in the attendees want to find out that too. But before we do, can we just have a little intro, who you are, where you're from? Sarah, I'm going to start with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, so um, Sarah Classic, great to be here. Um, I have been working really hard with Ben and the team and the rest of our team from Helping Hearts to start our uh, journey from non-existence from Helping Hearts um, <laughs> over a year ago, so 18 months ago, to then building our biggest plan and strategy that obviously was last year, which you mentioned, and then going forward into this year. So my, my role is very much around the digital um, campaigning and the digital marketing plan for the, the whole campaign. So nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And Ben, hello. Yeah, good afternoon. Really good to meet you. Um, so uh, I, uh, I'm the CEO of Stop Crowd. Um, uh, we started about four or five years ago in, uh, in Spain, actually, um, providing fundraising software, so an own brand type software to uh, the charitable sector. Um, and then we came into the UK about two years ago and uh, we work with uh, and a host of organizations from small charities all the way through to universities and, uh, and, and large organizations. Um, and I think over that journey, we've just seen that there have been some problems, particularly at the sort of the, the smaller end of, of, of town. And, and, um, uh, and, and that was quite new to us because uh, we, we had uh, larger clients typically uh, in, in Spain where we started. So it's been quite an interesting journey and, and uh, uh, really good to be here today and, and, and uh, to, to talk through some of the things we've seen. 
Thank you. And thank you for supporting the conference and making it possible. Um, to Ben, then, I, I'm going to kick off with you because something that you've just mentioned there um, has just made me want to dig in a little bit further. So with you, um, you know, freshly to the UK sector and having this breadth of charities that you're working with, what are the main barriers that you come up against when people are trying to transition into digital fundraising? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's been really interesting for us, Nikki, because we... In, in Spain, we, there aren't really no other competitors in, 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 in the market. And so it wasn't something we had to think about too much. But um, in the UK, I think I've lost, I've lost, I've stopped counting. I think there's probably 50 plus sort of technology providers, fundraising software or platform providers um, in some way. And what I've realized is that I think in some ways we're part of the problem for smaller charities where, um, you know, the, the, if you, when when those charities are trying to make the transition to digital, uh, how, where do they start? It's really time consuming to try and evaluate fifty different options and what do each of them do, and 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 sometimes the nuances of each of those platforms gets lost um, to to someone who's just on the start of that journey, um, and and it consumes time. Um, and then there's uh, just what we realised was there was just a host of barriers. To getting going, you know, whether that was uh, onboarding fees and taking taking risk when you don't quite know whether things are going to be successful or not, um, getting getting up and up and going quickly so that you haven't spent you know, weeks and months uh, you know, uh, integrating or, or setting setting things up, um, and so we realised that we we had to kind of change a little bit about the way that we were approaching. Um, the, the sector, not just individual charities, but the whole sector in, in, in terms of our, our offering and, and helping to remove some of those, those challenges um, so that we, were, we're not, we, you know, we weren't part of the problem. Mm. Do you think there's too, too many, too many methods? I, I, I do, but no one's going to volunteer to exit. <laughs> um, but, but, but I do, and I think we're seeing some consolidation in, in the market. Um, but I think, um, I think the ones that will do, and, and, and I don't think it will be, just be one, I th there will be fewer, um, I think that will be certain, but um, it, it's the ones that, 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 that focus on the problems, the real problems that the, the, the sector are facing that I think will be the ones that succeed over, over, over time. And how do these charities, you know, what, what kind of process do they follow? Is there like a checklist to, to discover which one's right for them? Because often the, 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 the overwhelm of, of choice can stop people from making a change at all they just kind of stay where they're comfortable right yeah i i, I think it really varies from, from my experience but i i think as a general theme i think it's about um not making the whole topic of digital fundraising i mean when we started we actually had to explain to the board of uh, uh, some of the, the trustees of uh, helping hearts like what digital fundraising meant, those two words, um, you know, what, what does that actually mean in practice? So the level of knowledge, I think sometimes we'd assumed there was a base level of knowledge when there really wasn't. So we went right back to basics of, of what it is and why it's important. And, uh, and, and, and we tried to translate what we, in terms of what we think of as product features and things back to real basic sort of, uh, terms in terms of, what the problem is on the ground, um, uh, what they're trying to achieve, and then to um, just to remove some of the, the, that, that sort of feeling of being daunted and start small, 
take a little bit of risk, try something out, see if it works, then to be able to bolt on. And so what that translated to for us was we started to think about creating our, our sort of a modular platform so that small charity could could just do some, just something really basic. And then when they got a bit more confident and a little bit more bold in, in their ambitions, they could bolt on new functionality, new features, um, which meant that they weren't having to pay for lots of things which they weren't going to use or, um, or, 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 or felt they weren't ready to use. Okay. Um, and for people watching, I would love to hear just what your definition of digital fundraising is actually in the chat box. And if you could go and put your comments and thoughts and, and sentences in there, um, and then I'll bring that back to you and, uh, and and Sarah afterwards, and we'll see if that matches up with with the work that you're the work that you're doing um because yeah it's it's different we we have an ig conference we have like an events conference we have a tech conference and it's interesting how people like weave between them all even though you know tech and digital comes into it all but yeah people's definitions of it do change which as you say can cause difficulties thank you very much um sarah for you so um yeah so your work at uh, the hertz rotary club um what uh, what kind of features and, and what approach has worked well for you and, and what do you think the um the, the key to the success that you had with your campaign uh, on stock crowd has, has, has been thanks to um, well, in the first year, I think what, what Ben just exemplified was in terms of starting out versus the development of a campaign as it rolls forward. So if I take you back right to the start, um, Rotary and basically wanted to create a, a fundraising space for multiple charities. So we um, worked with Ben initially to create a fundraising space where um, our brand was at the forefront. So we developed the, the concept of helping hearts, so we're helping all of Hertfordshire, um, that are charities that fall within Hertfordshire, um, and we used Stockcrow to create a kind of fundraising space. It was like a landing page with multiple options on it initially, so people could fundraise through the page. People could download um, a guide that we created for Hertfordshire, so we could start to create email addresses. Um, and throughout that first year, we, we managed to engage the charities we work with, and the charities were all of Hertfordshire hospices and all of Hertfordshire's citizens' advice. And as the year went on, we um, started to incorporate some events um, and our brand was growing through our digital channels, through social media and through email marketing. Um, and we had a walk. So we decided we'd focus on a walk around Hertfordshire because that, that kind of um, felt that that aligned to our kind of mission around celebrating Hertfordshire and the charities within it. So um, I, um, yeah, we, throughout the first year, we attracted some major donors through that and we, we kind of established our brand presence online, which is absolutely brilliant. Rolling forward into the, the, the next year, into year two, which is where we are now, we have now a theme, which is child welfare, and we have our own website, but Stockcraft integrates into that. So we've kind of moved on and we have a standalone website because we've realised we wanted to do more in terms of collecting email addresses, getting new voices across half to write blogs. So people gives people a reason to visit the site and giving lots of different ideas for campaigns through your website as well. Um, and then we've been able to incorporate lots of different bolt-on features and stock crowds and raffles. We've got a raffle running at the moment, which was a really quick and easy thing to bolt onto what we're doing. And we use their peer-to-peer -peer platform um, for our big walk. We did a great big walk for Hearts this year, which was a walk all the way around Hertfordshire. Again, um, replicating what we did last year. So I think hopefully that, that sums it up in terms of what we've done in two years. It's been quite a, quite a journey for sure. But, um, you know, starting small and then as we've rolled on, we've developed lots of different elements to the campaign. 
Fab. So that um that that kind of choice and control on being able to put your brand first, the ease of use, the ease of integration, um, have all been helpful for you. And and that's something you know, especially now as we're seeing um donor uh, motivations change, and and when they change, it's it's really helpful for you to be able to you know have that data and move them on to a a, a more thorough journey internally, especially as social media platforms burn uh, it's more important yeah. than ever to have our own our own data and um, what elements of it were like helpful for you as a small charity because I imagine like your capacity and your resource was pretty limited like what key things were like yes this is making it as easy as possible in terms of stock crowd you mean or just ah, in terms yeah, of yeah I think I think initially it was just um I mean obviously stock crowd offered us the platform where we could just dive in and, and customize the features we needed to create the landing page that represented our brand um, and it, it made it quite a cohesive and made our brand very consistent across every space we were we, we were in all of our social media channels we had a social media strategy but it wasn't just about um asking people for money it's very much about celebrating Hertfordshire and, and informing people about new and exciting things that are going on across the county and exploring the county so um, it gave a really holistic approach um, for our campaign. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the ease of use has been brilliant and obviously the support we get from Subcrowd has been, been really, really fantastic. So um, it, I think it just helped us start really strong in a strong position to be able to then elevate ourselves into this year. Nice. I love that. And it's great to hear um, digital platforms that actively help um small charities especially like succeed by making it as easy as possible rather than being like here's these features that you have to fit in with it does sound like it's very like flexible and, and puts the charity in the donor first so obviously we love that and um, it's a question of both of you and um, for the final few minutes and if anybody watching has any questions for ben and sarah do whack them in the chat box but um otherwise if you could stick around afterwards and head to the chat box to see people as well like that would be great and um, if anyone was thinking of taking the plunge you know getting more into digital fundraising perhaps thinking of stock crowd um what would you be what would you be saying to those people Sarah I'm going to come to you first because Ben obviously you're going to be like we'll just do it and um, so Sarah <laughs> I'm going to get your answer uh first like for anyone thinking of taking the plunge um what would you what would you say to those people I think it's enabled us to um create obviously a, a, a foundation from from our brand and, and in terms of customization but then it's also enabled us to bring in different elements like the raffle which we're running at the moment um, we were able to create a visual fundraiser um, and obviously all of the data stays within stock crowd as well so we were able to take that out and analyze that and, and work out kind of how people have moved through our kind of campaign so it's just a one-stop shop so yeah it's been it's been a really great um, experience and you know as I say the, the support we get from Tori and, and Ben from stock crowd has been really brilliant so yeah that's my summary probably a bit hopefully that's helpful <laughs> no that's grand it, it's good for the, the purpose of, of us creating fundraising tech was to make sure that fundraisers and charities had a, an, an idea of all the different tools that were available to them but also understood like how they help like how they can be used um and what you've just shared today as well like in terms of what good campaigning and digital fundraising looks like that is also helpful for them you know wherever they go that can be applied anywhere so it's helpful to pick those out Ben, same question to you, but I also just want to add on the extra one of, you know, what does set Stock Crowd apart from other platforms that perhaps offer similar, you know, with putting branding first and, and managing managing data? Um, what are the differences of, of, of Stock Crowd and, and the work that you do um, in that space? Yeah, sure. So I think I'll start with in terms of getting started. Um, 
So clients can also register through the website now through, through the, with, with our products. So um, you can go onto the website um, and uh, put in an email address and you have your organization set up on a live fundraising campaign, completely own brand, own colors, your logo, all your images, um, and ready to take donations in about 20 minutes. Um, and so there's no time that's being spent to, uh, you know, on uh, spending time doing something, getting a campaign up and running, which doesn't then succeed. So there's, we've removed that risk and there's no fees to getting started. So you can just get going. Um, so that's the first thing is we're trying to remove those kind of that, that friction to getting started. Um, the advice I'd give to small charities is to not to to, to to do something rather than be too daunted. To start simple, just a very simple landing page. Or and as Sarah and I started a year ago, um, using technology to give something back, so that it's you're starting to build. Uh, you know, partnerships and uh, and and a general groundswell of of an understanding of what the cause is and what you're trying to achieve and to draw people in. And so it's not just about raising money. It's about, for example, using the forms to to um, where people can buy uh, an activity guide for the summer. I think that they approach schools or to subscribe to newsletters. So just to, to actually bring people into into the cause. Um, and then in terms of what I think we do. Um, I think we, 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 because of our background, where we've been um, working a lot with with you know, premium, if you like, large charities, and one campaign I think raised around thirty million um, uh, euros in, in a single campaign. Mm. Um, we've developed tools that we think should be available to everyone. We don't think fun, uh, complex fundraising uh, uh, complex fundraising tools should just be. Uh, used by large charities that can afford to take that risk. And so what we've done is we've broken the platform down so that people can bolt on and switch on really quite advanced technology, but can use it in a really simple way or use it in a really temporary way. So if they only want to do a single event for a month, they're not having to use that technology or pay for that technology for a whole year. They can just bolt it on, use it, and switch it back off again. Okay. Um, so I think... It, the way I'd kind of summarize that, Nikki, I think, is probably like an element of democratizing the fundraising uh, sector in terms of being able to make sure that the best of what's available is accessible to everybody and not just to those that can afford it. Um, and it's a similar approach we've taken with donors where um, with, with all the forms which are accessible friendly so that so that anyone has the ability, whether they're blind or they're mo they've got, uh, they're not able to use their hands. Um, I'm a I'm a trustee of a, of a spinal cord injury charity, and, and so um, it's quite important that we were able to enable those donors to support the cause um, uh, and use fundraising pages. And so we've developed all of our forms that are able to be accessible uh, friendly. And so I think it's just a general theme about accessibility for people. Um, whether you're a fundraiser, a charity or a donor. Fab. Appreciate that. Thank you. One final question before we wrap up, and it's from Lisa. Um, can StockGround be integrated into a charity's current website or is the purpose to have a separate landing page? No, it can be integrated. It can be integrated uh, either uh, as sitting as part of a subdomain, as part of the main domain. It can be embedded um, or uh, it can be... Um, so you just have our form, but sort of embedded within an iframe. 
or it can be essentially a mobile a modal form where you click donate and it pops up with the stock cards donation form or within your own website sweet love it um, if one, if people want to find out more, where can they get in touch with you first, Ben, to find out more about Stock Crowd? Um, so uh, I'll I'll be in the chat room. So uh, definitely uh, uh, feel free to to ask any questions. And um, SCUK at StockCrowd.com. Drop us an email, um, and uh, we'd be very happy to have a chat. Uh, with no commitments. Thank you. And Sarah, if anyone has any questions about how on earth you managed to pull off that fantastic first year of digital fundraising success, where can they get in touch with you? Um, hello at helpinghearts.com is our general email address, but web, um, our website's helpinghearts.com as well. So go and check out what we've got. And obviously you can see how Stockcrowd's integrated into that through our donation forms. Um, but also, yeah, drop us an email at hello at helpinghearts.com. Very happy to chat. Lovely. Nice to meet you both. Nice to see you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a fundraising friend? And if you would like to give us a little like or subscribe, it really helps more fundraisers like you find us. Thank you so much. See you next time.